Welcome to the Connie G Show, everybody. My name is Conrad, and how are you, buddy? Thank you, um, whoever you are. Thank you, guys, for tuning in. Thank you, ladies, for tuning in. Thank you, Christians, for tuning in. Thank you, uh, Orthodox Jews, for tuning in to this episode of the Connie G Show. I appreciate it, and uh, I hope to not disappoint you this week with my rantings on things that probably don't matter in your world. Um, hopefully we can find a relatable you know, piece of wood to stand on. Some people will call that a plank. I would just say it's a piece of wood, and hopefully we find a relatable piece of wood, but I don't know if we will. Uh, we'll see. Um, today is the 14th of December, 2022, the year of our Lord, and uh, if you're listening to this, you're listening on, maybe you're listening on iTunes. Maybe you're listening on Spotify. It's available there. The Connie G Show is. Uh, maybe you are listening on Patreon. You went to patreon.com backslash conradio, which is the home of not only the Connie G Show, but also those guys from Wichita. And, um, you know, uh, there's some okay taco shows on there, but... Uh, it's really the home of the Connie G show and those guys from Wichita, which is the other show we do, um, where there's just more of me. I mean, there's just more other people. There's five of me sitting around a table or six of me. And, uh, we all just, you know, we make jokes about things. So maybe you found me there. Maybe you are watching me on YouTube on con radio's YouTube feed. um, However you're watching or listening, thank you for doing it and share it with a friend and say it's very simple and it's free and uh, we'll go from there. If you want to support us on Patreon, God bless you, you know, or or Allah bless you, that's great too. If you want to support us by doing other things, like maybe you want to support us, it's like, ah, I want to give you money, but I want to also spend all my money on drug. Um, if that's the case, dude, you can buy drug from me. You can buy drug from Diamond CBD. It's a CBD style drug. They have Delta 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, and 18. Um, the, all the Deltas there. And if you just go to the waterhead.com or the oktacocompany.com, um, and just click the Diamond CBD link, um, you will, you will find yourself in a world of drug and just pick out your favorite thing and then go for it so that's all the bullshit that's all out of the way so um karma karma and greg uh karma exists everybody and we all know it and we're in a matrix we're in a robot we're in something okay it's all connected and that's true. And I'm sorry I'm going to have, you know, I haven't sniffled all evening. I've been sniffless. People were calling me Sniffless Joe Jackson as I was like, God, it's December 14th. How's that guy breathing so clearly? And that's me until I started doing the show, until I started talking. Now I got all this sinus stuff coming up. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to apologize in advance if I have to take a break to blow my nose pretty good. And when I say take a break, it means it will still record. You'll just hear me blow my nose. But we live in Karma and Greg times, dude. And I've talked about it many times before that we're in the Matrix. It's a simulation. And not saying that it's definitive. I'm just saying that the signs are there, you know. And I'll give you an example. About two years ago or three years ago probably about three years ago um so right right at the start of covid right that pre-pandemic that pre-covid air i was breathing in and everybody else in this country was breathing in the whole world we all loved it we were free we didn't know any better we were just young and restless and, and you know we were just doing things and that was a good time um but i was getting effed I was getting F-U-C-K'd in the booty by a company named T-Mobile. And so I switched my wireless providers from T-Mobile to Verizon. And there's a lot more that goes into that story, and there's a lot of stuff. It's in the archives, and it's in my head. 
and I lived through that. And uh, a lot of it's karma-based. So, anyways, I switched over to Verizon. The only reason, it's not, uh, the, the money is the money. Eh, you know what I mean? It's People are going to try to get you the way they're going to try to get you. Okay? And you got to understand that people are, are always going to be doing that. And it doesn't matter which which smock they put on. And they don't, it, Captain Smock doesn't give a damn. So, it's not the money. It was the fact that I couldn't use my device that I was paying money for. And so I was like, let's go to Verizon. They have a better signal in the areas that I hang out. I don't hang out in, uh, and I don't know where T-Mobile has a signal. It ain't. It isn't where their commercials say it is. It isn't where that stupid pink map that lights up is. That's bullshit. Um, so anyways, I got onto Verizon. And so, you know, when you switch over, you get all this, you know, air quotes, free stuff, which is baloney. But anyways, I got an iPhone for my wife. I got an iPhone for my son. I got an iPhone for myself. And that was pre-pandemic, pre-Corvid, right? And we've been paying on these plans since then. Well, about a month ago or two months ago, um. I had <clears throat> I had had a watch that was cellu- connected to my cellular plan. And the reason that I bought this watch was because it was capable of, you didn't have to carry your phone to listen to podcasts or music. And so I thought that was pretty cool that I could just go for my run or, or go mow and not have to have my phone in my pocket because, you know, if you landscape or, or just a, laborer for your living if that's what you do you ruin phones you got to ruin a phone because it's in your pocket but you're not doing what other people do you're not sitting in an office you're not putting it on a desk you're it's in your pocket and you might be hip deep in a damn hole you know with a shovel coming down and that's what your life is and so phones just get destructed and i was like i can get a watch that's waterproof and still streams the content that i put into my brain that allows me to be able to continue with this um, this activity to make money, this laborious activity to make money. That's great. This is the blow your nose. Sorry about that. I got it all out, I think. It's funny. I have a whole thing of shop towels right here. I could just blow them and throw them away, and I blew it into a towel. I have to wash. That's karma. Or stupidity. Um, so I bought the watch. And so about a month or so ago, I was polishing a piece of aluminum um, for our taco shop. And... While polishing, I was like, ah, this, the watch just felt like it was in the way, which it wasn't. It's on my wrist. It's fine. But I still like, I should take this watch off. You know, I took it off. And as I took it off, I walked over to Shannon's pickup truck, which was right beside me as I was polishing on this table outside. And I set it on the bumper and I said, I'm going to forget about that. And he's going to drive off and I'm going to lose this watch. Well, sure, shit. All that happened. And Apple's been playing like this crazy game with me with its um, locator thing. Like I, it's technically I should be able to find it. It's been at my house. It's been in a truck. It's been uh, in Kansas. It's been all these different places. When I search like the Apple find thing and it, it tells me it's in these places, but it's not there. So it's real it's a real frustrating deal. And eventually I've given up and I realized I've lost my watch, which is, I don't give a shit. Um, it was nice to have. I, I, I like it that the fact that you could listen to the different stuff without having your phone in your pocket. So save your phone. And so for the past two months, I've been watchless and carrying my phone in my pocket and doing my runs and you know, like a normal guy, you know, like pre-wearable devices. You know, can you remember? <laughs> um, but 
Here's the thing, buddy. Today, out of all days, I picked today, this morning, before, after I went on my run, I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get on Verizon because I'm paying for this thing. It's only 10 bucks a month or something, but I'm paying for it. I was like, I'm going to get on there. I'm going to cancel that watch. I shouldn't be paying for that if I can't find it. And so once you get on Verizon, then I'm like, I should cancel everything. You know what I mean? As far as, because I got all these plans and crap that, you know, it's like, it's the Disney bundle. It's got ESPN. It comes with Apple Music. And eventually your bill becomes so high. It's like, I just want the, what is on the commercial? You're telling me it's like 30 bucks a month on the commercial per line. And I'm paying, I got three lines. I'm paying 200 bucks. You know, the hell's going on here? I was going to cancel it all. And then I was like, I don't want to do it without telling my wife because, you know, she's got my kids playing. And that's how they get you because then you forget about it and you don't have time to dick with it. And and then you're stuck paying that thing. So I usually don't spend any time dealing with it. And because time's money too, baby, it's the most important money. And I I wasted time. I know what I want to do now. I, I got to explain it to my wife at, or at some point, but I spent significant time dealing with um, manipulating the Verizon website, which they don't even want you on. And if you want to cancel a plan, you know, good luck finding how. And it's just, it's just click, click, move over. Are you sure? And, and you're in the wrong place. And it's like, are you sure you want to buy coffee? And it's like, no, I want to cancel my watch plan. You know what I mean? And it's like, Everything is a misdirection. It's the it's the greatest wishbone of all time. You know, it's a wishbone offense is Verizon's running it or T Mobile's running it. They're great at misdirection. And it gets you so frustrated and you know you can't call them because you'll be talking to some, you know, uh burnout from the World Cup that's sitting there talking to you about your device and it's like I don't want to do that. Nobody wants to do that. You want to do it all online, all that shit. So but I have not dealt with it. I have not dealt with it. I have not done anything. Today was the day I did it. That's what I'm saying. That's that's what we're in the matrix. Okay, so I've had my phone since pre-COVID. You know, the watch, it was just a thing. And I got it paused or whatever, and that's fine. You know, and then I go on my run, or I I get done, I go to the taco shop, and we're working on... um, redoing some of the plumbing in the kitchen for the sprayer and the hand-washing sink and the, the main faucet for the three-base sink. And it had a leak on their stuff on one of the things, and their faucet leaked. And I was like, well, we'll pull the faucet out of the trailer because we're not going to be using the trailer for cooking and, you know, all this different whatever. We get to the point where we just got to hook all this crap up, basically, to make it work. and. So I I lay down on the floor and I push myself up under the sink so I can look up to where the outlets for the faucet in the middle of that sink because they got big lines that run up and then they have a 90 degree angle on them and then they poke out of that sink so you can hook your faucet up. And I turn my flashlight on and I looking up there. Oh, okay. That's what they got going on. That kind of deal. I set my phone down. Um, and we're lucky enough at the taco shop to have a beautiful terracotta tile throughout the whole shop, right on concrete. So it's not that we worry about water. I mean, you could just, you could dump, you know, you could have no roof and our floor will be fine. But, uh, which I love. But the problem is I set my phone down which I've had for almost three years now. And I get up and I'm moving around and, you know, working on the plumbing and, and working on some stuff. And I look down at my phone and it, I, the whole top corner is shattered. The whole top corner of my phone is shattered. And I'll tell you which corner it is. I'll hold it up for you. See, I had this nice case on there. And... One little piece of this case had just recently fallen off. And I was like, no big deal. Get It's a $5 case. You know, it, it, all it does is give a little lip so your front glass is protected. But because I went to Verizon today, because I started looking at new plans to lower money, because all of that stuff, out of all days, 
the front of this shatters. And now you're, you can't trade it in. You can't do shit. You know what I mean? You got to fix it if you want to fix it. And most people don't. And it's like, and then you're thinking like, why does this bother you so much? Who gives a, and it's like, because it's, it's expensive. And, and you want to take care of your stuff. And it's like, I do. I put a case on it. The case got ruined. And it, God, it pissed me off. Jeez, it pissed me off so damn bad. So anyways, and that's like a, that's not even a problem. That's like a non-problem. But damn, it pissed me off. And it had to happen. That's what I'm saying. It had to happen today. So anyways, um, I put some tape on it. We're fine. I don't know. I just get, uh, you know, I was telling my wife last night, we were laying down in uh, the marital bed, and I've been dealing with this um, shoulder deal. It happened quite a few months ago uh, when we were still kind of going pretty good on the trailer, and one of the bottom pieces of the trailer had detached and was hanging there. And so I was pushing up this skid plate, basically, to um, put a self-tapper in to hold this piece of our trailer from falling off and, you know, hitting some uh, fellow traveler on the road or something and, and blinding them. And so I was pushing up real hard and and kind of manipulating the metal in a certain way and had the drill and, you know, whatever I was pushing, I pushed in the wrong spot. Um, physically, and just tore something in my shoulder. And the only way you know when you... The good thing about um, tearing different parts of your body throughout your life is that when you do tear something, you know that it's torn. You know what I mean? You don't have to go to a doctor to have them tell you that. You feel it because it's not the same kind of pain you get from other things, you know what I mean? You cut yourself or stub a toe or, you know, get a big old chunk. Like the other night I hit my finger with the grinder and notched a big old chunk out of my finger and it's like, yeah, you know, that's like a weird, but it's it's located in one spot on your hand. Whereas when you tear something, it's like this numbness reverberates throughout your body from your shoulder and and it makes you feel sick and for whatever reason my right shoulder when I get this tear going on um god it just puts me in a bad mood it just makes me mad and it happened again I I did it right before Thanksgiving and then I was you know complaining about it um during Thanksgiving a little bit and it kind of healed itself a little bit and then I don't know what I was doing, but I, you know, moved something in the wrong direction just enough to, to, to mess it up a little bit again and get that feeling. So for the past few days, I've been dealing with that and it, and it definitely makes a difference. I mean, like, not just with the fact that you're weaker in, you know, different things, different motions. That part I'm okay with. That part mentally I'm okay with. It's the, it really has an effect on me mentally that it's whatever this, this kind of pain is like the one that makes you go, you don't even want to talk. You don't even want to, you just sit there and grit your teeth. You're just in a bad mood. So anyways, I know that's what it is and I think it's on the mend. I'm I'm trying to, um, that's a cool thing about the body though. You got so many different ligaments and so many different um, muscles and stuff that you can, you know, you can have a terrorist fly a plane into a part of your body and the rest of your body will just kind of like take over for it. Um, and so this little... This little terrorist got in there and he ripped up a little part of my rotator cuff or something. And you just got to give it time and let, you know, let your bicep or let your pectoral muscle or let your 
trapeze muscle or whatever, let them talk to each other, work it out, and then they're like, okay, guys, we have to put a little bit more on ourselves to make up for the part that this part's torn. You know what I mean? And that's what I mean. The head bone's connected to the neck bone and shit. And so it's just weird being the brain in the middle of it, being like, guys, do your thing. You know, you're talking to your shoulder, being like, get it done, figure it out. Figure out what you guys have to do to compensate for the fact that this part's no longer there. And they're working on it. They're working overtime, but uh, we're still there. We're still in the, we're kind of still in the angry part. So, and that's the bad thing. I mean, a, a broken, that's not on, that's on the universe. You know what I mean? That ain't on you guys. That ain't on me. You know, that's just a random thing that happened randomly, again, air quotes, uh, on the same day that I went to Verizon to try to make my bill be less than what it was, that now my whole front of my damn phone is shattered. That's how it goes, but that's not a real problem, dude. People have real problems. Um, and so I I hate bitching about, you know, little tears and little little problems. I mean, for example, um, you know, a lot of people have died, but I'll put it out there. A lot of people have died, you know what I mean, before I got here. And a lot of people have died since I've been here, but not all of them bother me. I mean, a lot of them are like, yeah, it happens. In fact, I was... um. I'll, I'll I'll connect this in the end. Um, you know, you don't got it so bad. You, you sit around and you think, what the hell's going on? Why is everybody out to get me? Or whatever you mentally are feeling at some times. And, and you don't take the time to be grateful for all of it, really. Just the opportunity to keep grinding is really what you're supposed to be grateful for. The opportunity that, dude, you get to go try to do this and figure it out. You get to go do this, you know, and is it hard and it like, shut up. Yes, it's hard. It's supposed to be hard, but, um, some people don't get that opportunity because they done died already. And there was this, I guess, controversy during the world cup recently. I was flicking around some news channels one morning and they were interviewing uh, one of them, you know, they were interviewing one of them dudes that was a Qatar, a Qatar guy, you know, a, who played the land, 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 honey, it's a Qatar man, who had the World Cup meeting people as a Qatar man. No, it's a Qatar man, dude, because that's where the World Cup is, this big soccer event that happens every couple years or whatever. It's in Qatar. And people were outraged when they found out that somebody had died during building their stadium or the the different roads and all the crap they had to build to be able to um, be accessible for all the many travelers that would be coming to watch the performances of these teams during the World Cup. That somebody had died. And they they said it might be due to worker conditions. And then they were mad. They weren't even really mad about the fact that somebody had died. They were more mad about the response from the dude in charge of Qatar. You know what I mean? Like, because he's, they interview him. He's like, I can't believe you guys. We're in the middle of the World Cup. It's the biggest sporting event in the world. And you're going to talk to me about one guy dying during the building of this? Like, what is, people die. And us, you know, us over here, us, U.S., you know what I mean? Us in the USA, we sit around, not me, not you maybe, but we have this weird energy of pussies. You know what I mean? Like, oh my God, did somebody get hurt building it? It's like, yeah, people get hurt building stuff. Um, especially in Qatar, less so in America, but not really. It's like, I'm sure that's what he's thinking. He's like, what the hell are you talking about? P- 
people are dying in your country because of worker conditions constantly, every day. And you're going to come to me and be like, I got to fix, what do you want me to fix? He died. I mean, I, I can't fix the fact that he died. And you can say, like, I want you to fix the worker conditions so next time it's like, uh, okay. And that's the part that I feel like America fails to understand. It's like, guys, um, uh, worker conditions, like, that's a real issue for us here now. We We still go through that. I mean... There's somebody in Louisiana right now during a, a blizzard slash tornado that's getting paid eight fifty an hour. That's getting a cell phone call, being like, "Where the hell are you? Why aren't you here plowing this? You know, there's a tornado coming, and our job's to plow this Circuit City parking lot. Like that's happening." And he's like, "But there's a tornado, and it's unsafe for me to go. Where the hell are you?" And people freaking die going to do menial tasks for jobs that don't matter just to keep the machine rolling because it matters. And in the, when people ask the question, like worker condition, like what the hell are you? Because they're coming from the angle. When America asks that question, they're coming from the angle. Like, well, in America, my worker conditions is this. I can bring my pet to work. Okay. And when I say to work, it means from my zoom computer. Okay. So I stay at home. I can bring my pet. Um, I have, child care i have this i have a catered lunch i have it's like uh that's not the conditions for for most of america you know it could snow three feet and somebody at mcdonald's is calling some youngster you know that's still in high school and being like where the hell are you you know you know how busy we get at 6 a.m and the youngster could be like, I don't know if I want to drive in. It snowed three feet and I have, you know, all I have is a uh, scooter. Like, get your ass in here. What do we pay you for? And you're talking about worker conditions, dog? That's what we do. That's what we are. We are a worker condition in America. And this reporter could have eaten a sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddle on their way to then yell at somebody about worker conditions. Incredible. That's incredible. So people die, dude, and it sucks ass, and that's where I was getting to. Um, I shouldn't complain about a shoulder or a phone. You know, my man, Mike Leach, just died. Um, Notable death, Mike Leach. He was the head coach for Mississippi State College Football. but. He's been the head coach of Washington State, Texas Tech. I think of the other two head coaching positions he held. Um, and he was an offensive coordinator for Oklahoma um, during their national championship run. And he's where, that's where I was introduced to him, but I've followed him um, throughout his career because he's a wacko. He's a weirdo and he is awesome. You know, he looks at things the way you're supposed to look at them. And he always had a, you know, if a reporter said, how do you think the first half went? He would be like, how did you think? I mean, I thought what I thought, but how did you think it went? Does it matter what I thought? I mean, it went the way it went. You can't change the way it went. You know, he'd more, he'd rather talk to you about pirates and Bigfoot than, than X's and O's. Because that part, it's not up to him. You know what I mean? The X's and O's, he doesn't get to deliver. But if you're going to speculate on something, he'd rather speculate on fun stuff. And um, I really enjoyed him, and I, and it's sad. And he's only 61 years old, man. Gosh. So I don't usually um, always acknowledge celebrity passings, but, you know, that was a tough one. That's a tough one to... What it does is it makes you sit there and... Here's the problem. When you watch some sort of, it doesn't matter what side it is, but when you watch some sort of political-based documentary and then people start dying, you start linking everything back to the documentary. And so I watch someone about the vaccine is killing everybody. Then I see all these people dying. I'm like, I bet the vaccine got them. You know, it's, and I'm sure that there's ones about 
you know, the worker conditions, you know, but the worker conditions, I don't know. It just sucks. Um, and I hope, well, I don't know. You know, you can't hope, there's nothing less to hope for. I hope he's in heaven. Hope there's a heaven and I hope he's in it. That's where you're at. So, with all that um, garbage and context out of the way, how are you? How's you? <laughs> how's it going? I, I, I haven't spoken today, so. It's 9.15 in the shed. And so I'm just getting it all out there. Um, here's something I was thinking about doing moving forward. Um, I haven't spoken with anyone about this, so this is, you know, kind of breaking news for a personal thing. It's kind of a big deal. It's kind of a big leap. But I think if anybody can pull it off, it would be me. You know what I mean? This is the kind of sh- stuff that I do. Um, I'm thinking about putting it out there in the ether, meaning on this show. That I want to be, I think I'm going to be the, I want to be a briefcase guy. I want to, and I'm not talking about, here's the thing. So I got this beautiful laptop that you guys are, um, you know, experiencing the other way. I'm experiencing by using it to talk to you. You're experiencing it, but that, this is our conduit for me to get to talk to you. This beautiful laptop. And so when I got it, I had this old crappy um, black laptop case, you know, Amazon Basics laptop case. It's just fabric, nothing fancy. It's not leather. It's not made out of an elk skin or anything like that. It's just a crappy, got a couple zippers on it. And it but it's, you know, you, get a, you buy a nice laptop. It's like, I'll put my laptop in there. That's fine. I put all kinds of crap in there. You know, I got cords in there. I got bunch of receipts and papers and stuff and like other just random stuff but the problem with it is i've never i've never liked it it's never like when i'm headed towards a situation where i want to make an impact i make sure i grab my my black fabric laptop bag to, to prove a point like it's not even cool. It's not cool. It's not anything. It's just a piece of shit that I carry that my other shit in. Um, but a briefcase, a briefcase is a statement. You know what I mean? It's a statement that a, a person makes. And I think I'm to that point. And what pushed me over the edge, I've been thinking about it for a long time. Because um, a briefcase, when I think of it, I think of like a Steve Martin damn Planes, trains, and automobile briefcase. I'm thinking like it's five inches thick. It's it's 24 inches. You know, it's two feet. It's a damn brief. You could put anything in this briefcase. Not just briefs. You put whatever you want in there. Change of clothes, uh, cords, papers, computers, cellular devices. All that crap can fit in a briefcase. And it can be locked. And they have cool ones. They have vintage ones. They have all that different stuff. And it can be made out of damn horse leather or what I don't care and, and I'm not an animal animal rights person so make it out of something that's make it out of damn eagle talon or whatever but I want a briefcase because now kids might when when kids see me when I say kids I'm saying like people under 30 um they might be like ah who's that guy trying to be but you don't freaking know anything you don't get it dude and they might actually respect my the one I have now, the black one that I have now. Like, that's cool. Like, he's carrying his laptop. But when you carry a briefcase, like, what's that? What does that guy think he's important? It's like, hell yeah, I do. I think that my computer's important and it's in here. And I think that my microphones are important. I think that my board that I run my show is important and it's in my briefcase. And I think that my title to my motorcycle is important. And I think that all this stuff that I think is important and it's in my damn briefcase. Okay, fella? And, 30-year-olds and under, you idiots don't know shit. You don't know what you're talking about. You don't know anything. You're an idiot. You're stupid. And so you don't get a briefcase, dude. And I'm finally getting to that age. Maybe I got to wait till I'm 40. I'm almost there. And I'll get that briefcase. And what's pushing me over the edge, though, is because something's going on with my black one. Something's going on with my black bag that I used to put 
all my stuff in. Um, cause today as I was like scrambling around trying to get my bearings, um, at the shop, what do I do? What do I need to do? What's the most important thing to do? There's so many things to do. What should I just knock off the lit? All that stuff that goes through your mind and stuff. Um, I was like, you know what I'll do? I'm going to do a show tonight. I'm going to go grab my laptop out of the bag. I'm going to come in here. I'm going to plug it in because I, I want it to have the correct connection. I don't want to have to charge it tonight. So I'll plug it in to charge it. I'm going to do that. And I walk out to the truck and I open the door and I reach in and I grab my computer out of that bag. And it's like, <sighs> this happens all the time. It's like, why is it, why is it wet in here? You know what I mean? Like, what the hell is wet? Why is it? I feel like I reach into stuff all the time. I'm like, why is it wet in here? (laughs) That should be a show. It should be a show called Why Is It Wet In Here? I reach into my black bag and it's like, is it condensation? I had it in the back of, I had it in a box, cardboard box, in a bag, in the back of Shannon's truck which has a topper you know what I mean it's like I guess it right maybe is topper leaked and just into this one part of the bag and you know it's like did it ruin my board did it ruin my computer did I spill coffee in there is it just like breathing does my computer breathe you don't know anything but all you do know is like why is it wet in here and that's when I realized that's why I gotta get a briefcase because it never gets wet in a briefcase nothing makes anything drier than a damn briefcase Because it means business is about to happen. And that business can be anything. But you walk in with a briefcase, you open it up, ooh, dust flies out of there. There's no water. Nobody's like, ooh, why is it wet in your briefcase? You could put your brief. I want a briefcase that I can put out in the rain. I want to run it over. I want to, and people are like, what? You'll never be in that. Yes, I will. Because karma exists, buddy. You know all those commercials where people like, you know, shoot their phone with an AK-47 and drop their phone from a the Eiffel Tower or whatever and all that crap. And people are like, well, that will never happen. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it will. Yep, it will. So yeah, you should drop a bowling ball on your phone. You should have an indestructible watch. You should have an indestructible briefcase because that crap's going to happen. So I'm thinking I'm going to be a briefcase guy. That's one of my big fantasies. I kind of want it for Christmas, but I know it's too soon, and I want the right one. Like, I want the Jumanji style. You know what I mean? I want the one that... Dude, if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna be the guy that I am, the whatever I am, you know, where I'll wear mismatched shoes, and I will wear just a... I'll just wear a, just a damn crazy outfit with the hat that I found on the side of the road with a scarf that I'm wearing that I find a, I'll wear it all and I don't care the part I care about is what's the story behind it because everything I'm wearing has got a story I stole this uh, Nike sweater from my sister you know what I mean that's a story I stole this handkerchief thing that's around my neck from my son that's a story that my wife made or my grandma made I don't know and I love it. And um, like there's, there's most of them are theft based, but a lot of these are, you know, I, f- I found my stupid hat that I was wearing the other night on our other podcast when I was running. I find most of the clothes I wear when I'm running, you know, I, it's a story. It's not that I like them. You know, it's not that I think I look good in them. It's that now they actually have meaning before they're just, it doesn't matter, you know. And I want my briefcase to have that. I want my briefcase to have meaning. I don't want to get a crappy, just a crappy cowhide, brand new. And it's like, well, build your own story. Like, shut up. You know, that's not how stories work. No, you take a story that somebody else built. You take their briefcase. They were, they were a hedge fund manager for, you know, Kraft Macaroni. and. They committed suicide because of a pedophilia suspicion. You know, whatever. I don't know what their story is, but I want to be 
then I took the briefcase and I was running a taco shop. You know, I was running a podcast. I was running a YouTube video out of my briefcase. So I wanted to have a previous life that I can then add to with what I'm doing and then hopefully, you know, make it past 61 but die in a, in a way where people will want that briefcase. My son, my daughter, somebody will be like, I don't care what you do with the house. I just want dad's briefcase. Like that's where we're at. That's how important this decision is. So, because I will, if I, if I turn into it, if I lean in being like, this completes me, you know what I mean? This is my look, my brief, I mean, I got my jeans on, mismatched shoes, wild hair, sweater, hoodie, face mask thing, whatever, scarf. And briefcase, the briefcase is just as important. And the kids will want it, wife will want it. Hopefully, museums. Will a museum want my briefcase? Is that stupid to even think that way? So, anyways, um. One thing, over the weekend, before I forget to talk about this, because it's almost another weekend. Over the weekend, I did not work at uh, OK Taco Company's new taco shop. On Saturday, oh, on Sunday, sorry, on Sunday, I took my children, I took the day off, I took my children and my beautiful wife to Oklahoma City, to the convention center in downtown Oklahoma City. Because Brickfest Live was in Oklahoma City. And if you don't know what Brickfest Live is, Google it and you'll find out. But what happens is these, they span the, the area that they're coming to for Lego enthusiasts. They get them to get their booths and all their different um, things set up. And, and it's just a Lego day. It's a Lego day and you pay money and thousands of people show up and we walk around and we look at cool stuff. People built with Legos. We build cool stuff with Legos. Um, you meet people that are really into it, all that stuff. And you know, do I care? Absolutely not. Um, but I have two children who, who do like Lego. And so I was like, we're going, this is happening. And so that was one of their Christmas presents. We went to Brickfest live. And I'd say the whole event, the whole experience of the event that they put on was underwhelming for me as uh, an adult that that feels like I could have done a better job. Like sometimes I feel judgy about that stuff. I, if I would have brought my briefcase and they said, hey, can you plan a Lego event? I said, let me get my briefcase and I show up. It would have been a little bit better, but with what they, it was fine. And it was fine, you know, for the kids and it had enough stuff. It was good. It was a good thing. And I'm glad we went and um, that awful television show that I was telling you about, um, Lego Masters, one of the gentlemen from a previous season of Lego Masters was there. And so my son got to meet him and he knows who that person is. It's like, that's Manny. It's like okay, go get his autograph. And Manny talked to him and they, you know, all that stuff. And we built stuff and we, we did it all. We did it at, we did everything at Brickfest Live. And it was, it was worth going to. And I think my kids both had a good time, which is hard to do sometimes um, with American children. So here's the problem. There's always a problem. There's always a catch. Uh, it was at the convention center. Well, the convention center is a massive place. They can do not only Brickfest Live, but they can hold other events simultaneously. They have the parking and they have the building. So if you think that, you know, paying $25,000 for a weekend in the off season for a 
one big pavilion to do your Brickfest Live is you're going to be the whole convention center? Get out of your damn mind. Because what they did was they scheduled some sort of cheerleading world championships on the same day. So as we're exiting the corridor highway to downtown Oklahoma City, and we're going around the corner and we're turning into the parking area, I noticed, I said, what is going on? And what's so fun is both events are happening. And so as a patron, it's like, I think we're in the wrong, but uh-oh. Because here's what's happened. I'm, I'm just driving and I'm seeing um, all of the different young girls in their cheerleading outfits. I mean, it's very cold out. So most of them have a jacket on, but it's like they're wearing cheerleading skirts. It, you know, you just pick up on you're noticing it. There must be a cheerleading event going on. Takes me one cheerleader to notice that. Takes some people probably hundreds of cheerleaders to notice that. But there must be a cheerleading. And then as you're pulling into the parking, you're seeing, you know, girls walking in with no jacket, completely clowned up with their makeup, getting ready to go in there to do their tumbles and their dance and their cheer. And I don't got a beef against cheerleaders or that, you know, activity, except for it has nothing to do with those girls. It is absolutely a parental manipulation um, of a kid at a young age for them to want to dress like that and then perform in that attire with that kind of makeup. And, and you can tell because the parents specifically the women of these little girls, they're made up the same way for the event. You know, they're not wearing the outfit because they're too damn fat to wear it, but they're made up. Their face is made up. Their hair is did, and they done, they're, you know, they're coming down to, to watch their kid cheer and look hot. That's it. And it is weird. And I hate these people. I hate the parents. I don't hate the the kids that are doing it they're they don't know any better but they're getting ruined and they're going to turn into what created them and what's cool is you're pulling in it's like oh god i hate this person oh i hate this person and then you see a lego guy because <laughs> that's not a cheerleader <laughs> it doesn't matter girl guy um when they so i knew we were in the right place it's like this doesn't seem right there's too many cheerleaders i think we're at the wrong convention center you want to say that out loud but then it's like, wait, let me watch the surroundings a little bit more and see if I see somebody that's more. And then you'd see like some dude wearing a, a SpongeBob dressed like a Star Wars character or something on his T-shirt. You'd be like, that's not a cheerleader. That's a Lego man. And so I knew we were in the right place. So we park, because um, my wife's car is in the shop, we park gold, Old Thunder in the parking and we're walking towards Legoland, Lego Brickfest Live, the convention center. We're on the sidewalk right next to the convention center. And there are a mother-daughter duo behind us. I don't know how far behind me, but pretty close. And they're probably not happy with my pace. I don't walk, you know, as if I'm late for a cheer event. I walk as if I'm, I, you know, normal. I just walk as if I'll get there when I get there. That's kind of how I do things. And so this woman behind me is walking. No no words are being spoken. It's fine. I can just kind of feel it. Like a damn Marine. I can feel somebody behind me. And all of a sudden, <laughs> like I was going to say, as if you don't know what vehicle it would be, but of course, a GMC Yukon or a Chevy um, Tahoe Denali aversion. Because that's what every one of these idiots... I mean, that parking lot is filled with 50,000 Yukons and 50,000, you know, Denali whatever, Tahoes. Because that's what every... Are you 39 to 46 and white drive this i mean that's what every one of these idiots drive maybe a different gray or a different black or a different white but they all drive the same vehicle it's the same damn vehicle same bubble pulls up so this bubble pulls up and it's right by me and they roll down the window i was like 
say anything to me. Don't say anything. Don't say, like, is this the cheer event? Because that's what some idiot would want to say. Is this where the cheer event is? Don't say, is this BrickFest Live? Because you don't drive. BrickFest Live people, they do not drive Tahoes and Yukons and Denali's. BrickFest Live people drive what I drove. BrickFest Live people drive what gets you there. Okay? They drive tape. They drive, that's what they drive. It don't matter. Because you care about Lego. Um, she rolls down the window and she yells. Hey! Sam! Sam, it's me! Hey, it's me, Sam! It's me! Can Talia go with you? Can Talia walk in with you? We got here late! Can Talia... And the woman behind me is like, oh my god, yeah. Oh my god. Oh, yeah, good to see you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she can walk with us. Meanwhile, parking, they're right by parking. This will save whatever time they've spent speaking has wasted more time than what if this woman would have left her window up, drove over to the toll booth, paid the toll troll, went in and parked and walked in. It's not, you know, there's no performances going on. Nothing's happening. They're 55 minutes early. Hey, can Talia go in with you? We just got here late. Can she go? Oh, my God. When the other woman's like, yeah, she can go. Yeah. Oh, my God. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for letting her walk in with you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I got to. And it's like at that moment that you just be like, oh, I wish that kid would exit that vehicle. Get to the sidewalk for safety. And I wish a pipe bomb would blow the vehicle up. Mm. You just feel that inside. (sighs) Oh my God. It's good to see you. (laughs) It's so nice to see you. Oh, I got to drive. I got to drive. I got to drive. I got to park. I got to park. I'm so late. Oh my God. I'm so late. I was at Starbucks. Uh, It took forever. No one cares that your kid's here, that you're here, that you're performing. N- none of this matters, lady. Take a chill pill. Shut up. But it's all that matters to her. It's all that matters. It's like, and I, I don't want to be that. Like, I don't, and I'm, I'm not. <laughs> but uh, I do hate people that are like that. I do hate the fact that there's these women that are living through their daughters. Um. In something that doesn't matter, you know what I mean. I, I, I'm very proud of my daughter in lots of ways. Um, I would, I would not be proud if she, you know, if she was able to do something that. Of course, you can do that. You're eight. You know what I mean. You can move like my daughter could probably put her foot behind her head. She doesn't have to work at it. She doesn't have to try. You know. So all these people do is spackle makeup onto these young women and make them look like little porcelain dolls and then have them go do what they can already do and be like, oh my God, good job. Your high kicks were great. Oh, you did so good on that dance number. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's the dumbing down and it sucks, man. But that's what life is, dude. It is, um, for just as much as I and I'm using my hands a lot in this episode for just as much. So you have to watch the video. I'm just as much as sometimes it's like, Oh, I shouldn't go over there. That looks dangerous. I get just as antsy when I see, when I hear or I'm around that kind of woman, that kind of man. It doesn't because the Lego masters had that too. In the man version were the, were the business dads, you know what I mean? The briefcase, but with the, not a, not a good briefcase, the bad briefcase dads that bought the generic briefcase that wear the generic suit that go to the generic job. And it's like, you know, they get to the breakfast. Son, is this, is this gentleman here from one of those programs you watch about Lego? We should go talk to him. Son, tell me about what you did there to make your car more aerodynamic. It's like, oh God. It's like this is the first time this dad has ever talked to his kid about Legos. And that you see that. You're sitting in line. He's like, son, huh, 
we're going to have to get some tips from the previous winner on the road race about Lega. They're posers, dude. These are all posers. And there's more posers in the world than there are authentics, okay? You go over to other parts of the world, you go over to the Jaguar country, not where they make the great car or the crappy car. You go to the Jaguar country where Jaguars are ripping up, you know, villages. That's still happening right now. Talk about work conditions. What do you do for a living? I live. <laughs> what do you mean? You know, I get up, I go get water, I try to find food, and I try to get this kid to then grow. That's it. Oh, okay. What do you get paid? It's like, uh, we don't get paid. We live in this thing made out of mud and grass that jaguars come through sometimes. You know what I mean? Those are real. Those are real people. That's just what they're doing. And there's real people in this country too, but the, the shitty thing is, is you have to wait until you get punched in the damn nose to understand that this whole bubble you were worried about didn't matter. I wish that there was a perspective that could be given, that could be seen by these people to realize the thing that they're putting such a value, such an importance on, does not make a fuck difference at all. And in fact, it might be to the detriment of the person that you're doing it with, your child. Because you're not giving them the perspective of, and really it's just a gratefulness. Don't worry that you're late to a cheer event. Be grateful that you get to go to a cheer event. You know what I mean? Like, what are you talking about? Don't put your burden of being late on somebody else at something that doesn't matter. I hope, I don't know. Hopefully I can take, I, I hope that I can someday do something with that thought. That's why it bothers me so much is that I know that this is, the problem is you go through this whole journey where everything is fine for so many people nowadays. You know, it's all laid out. And so the first time that they they come to adversity, which is going to happen, a real adversity, you know, uh, somebody getting sick, somebody get get dying unexpectedly, some some uh, unfortunate thing will happen, and then their reaction is always not correct. You know, now it's like the reaction is the same as it was when it was the being late for the cheer event because that's the only way they know how to react and what makes it stupid for the onlooker is it's like this is why I was saying you looked ridiculous when you were talking about the cheer event because it didn't matter and you were yelling at me that it did and you got to have that perspective so when real things happen now you do get to act oh my god can my kid walk in with you my dad's about to die like that's when you should can they see their grandpa the last time you know what I mean like Talk about a cheer of it right now that you want Delaney to walk in with me? Like, what are you talking about? <sighs> oh my God, thank you. It's like it's Sunday, you know, your kid is competing. It got made up, got up at 5 a.m., put a bunch of makeup on to go make you happy on a Sunday. Ooh, girl, get your shit together. So, I don't know. I hope that I, I, I want to get successful enough that I can maybe someday make a difference with thinking for the underserved, maybe. At some, I don't know, that sounds gay. <laughs> You're not supposed to say that anymore. I mean, it sounds stupid, but nothing bothers me more than that kind of shit. So, it's part of, like, what I want, you know. I want to take the importance out of, so many different things and try to try to put perspective on what it should be but you can only do so much I didn't get to anything on the list uh, I got to Mike Leach though and I got to uh, I want to be a briefcase guy and my broken phone so that's pretty good that's a pretty good show I'll get to the rest tomorrow when we do an OK Taco show 
Um, thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for listening um, to The Connie G Show. Subscribe to The Connie G Show, iTunes, Spotify. Subscribe to, I don't give a shit. I don't care. Don't. You know, I've been doing this since 2010. I, what the fuck do I care? Don't subscribe. I'm going to keep doing it. It's what keeps me sane. So, you know, this is, this is The Connie G Show. If you want to figure out how to share it or, or, or all that, Google it and then figure out and help out or whatever. It doesn't matter. It, it all doesn't matter. There's people getting eaten by jaguars right now. So, um, but I appreciate you being here. I do appreciate you if you if you want to do that. If you want to share it. Um, with that being said, don't let your meatloaf have an okay day. Be good to yourself. You know, life's a garden. Dig it.